0: Hey, we're just about to jump into the episode, but before we do, did you know we have a junior friendly Discord community? It's completely free to join. If you want to join us, the link is in the description. We'd love to have you. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome to my web development podcast, where I help aspiring developers get jobs and junior developers grow. In this podcast episode, I hosted a mock interview. Uh, where it's more like senior level for software engineers that are going into like a algo coding heavy technical interview. And for the interviewer, I invited Sophie, who's the CEO of Formation, who has created a company. So she basically does this for a living. And she helps a lot of junior to mid side or mid level engineers get into more senior roles at Larger companies like Google, Lyft, kind of just like the harder technical interviews. And for the applicant, if you guys watch my previous mock interview, which is more for entry level, I brought Dan, my friend Don, who did the last one, to actually be the interviewee this time. So Dan is a senior level engineer, and we're giving him a senior level technical interview. So let me know what you think. Let's jump into it. Hey, Dan. Hey Sophie, good to meet you.
1: Good to meet you. Uh super excited to be chatting. So I see that you're currently an engineer at Coinbase, right?
2: Uh yep. Yeah. So I've been at Coinbase uh as a front-end developer for about eight months. Um prior to that I worked at an education startup in Chicago for over five years. Um where I kind of saw that project go from like zero customers to this like actually like legit platform that's that's used by um I don't know a good chunk of high schools in the U.S.
1: Very cool. Okay, well, um, very excited to learn more about that. Um, just to give you kind of an overview, um, we'll want to uh, want to learn a little bit more about kind of your your career history and as along with some of the stuff that you're doing currently at Coinbase. Um, and, uh, and and we'll hopefully spend most of this uh, time on on a coding exercise. After that, um, but yeah, I guess if that sounds okay. Um, uh, yeah. Can you briefly describe kind of the the team that you're on at Coinbase and, and the work that you're doing there?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, currently I'm on the growth team. So that really, it involves like making sure that people that sign up for the platform, um, start interacting with the platform. So for instance, like, you know, making sure that people make an account, um, buy crypto, set up recurring buys, really just engage with the platform. Um, and I primarily work on the, uh, React Native app, but mm-hmm. I bounced around to React Web as well. That um, so yeah, fun fact—I actually had not used React Native before. Coinbase had to like learn it all um, on the job, and it's been it's been super fun. I've just been having a ton of fun, like learning a new technology.
1: Cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about kind of what your process was for getting ramped up on on React Native?
2: Yeah, for sure. So thankfully the promise of react to like, uh, learn once and uh, write anywhere is actually true. So like it, it does feel very like comfortable going from react, uh, web to react native. Cause like, you're still just writing react. Um, also we have like a super robust, uh, design system at Coinbase. So a lot of the, you know, it's like with react native, you don't have access to like, um, all the HTML elements, but like It doesn't matter because we have like just component, uh, design system components that we use for most, uh, things. And yeah, I mean, aside from that, um, there's, there's a lot of like really awesome, um, react native developers that are there to help people out. We have like, uh, mentors who essentially just are there to onboard people with react native. Um, because yeah, like unlike react web, where there's like so many react web developers, Um, I feel like React Native is like definitely less, uh, you know, there's like less React Native devs around.
1: uh, Have there been any like gotchas of like something that didn't translate quite exactly as you expected between, uh, React and React Native?
2: Yeah. So the, I mean, honestly, the scariest thing for me is the fact that there is like native code, uh, Mm -hmm. and like as a web developer. You had to
1: hop down into native code?
2: Um, sometimes, especially when you have to like, um, initially like set up the application, like some, you know, some error happens that's like in, in one of the native modules and you have to like go debug. I haven't had actually had to like write native code, but I've had to like debug it just to like make sure that
1: what's one of the bugs that you you
2: had to, um, I mean, it's, it's honestly just been more like understanding what was causing like my build to not, uh, not build correctly. Um, and yeah, usually it's just like, okay, like maybe it's like some dependency that, that I'm missing or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say that the other big thing is that like styling is just completely like, um, I feel like the, the web has come a long way with CSS and all the things that you can do. Uh, Mm -hmm. react native CSS is extremely limited. Mm -hmm. Um, so it can be much more difficult to like, precisely like, uh, style But again, thankfully, you know, we have a really robust uh, component design system. So there's not a whole lot of styling going on.
1: Yeah, I think web uh, styling is a lot more flexible because, you know, with mobile, I feel like all, both the mobile platforms have more like established uh, patterns that, for how apps look on on each platform. So that makes sense. Um, I guess going back to um, so you were at Albert for a bit before, looks like you were also at, at Glassdoor for some time. Is that, is that right?
2: Yep. So I did a brief stint, um, at Glassdoor between, um, Albert and Coinbase.
1: And what motivated you to uh, want to make a recent change, Your the recent change between Glassdoor and, and Coinbase?
2: Um, I mean, so yeah, if I'm being honest, like it was a great, uh, like love the people at Glassdoor but i guess just the code base wasn't what i wanted to work within um i found it like
1: like with the tech stack or
2: no i mean it was still like a react tech stack but the like the client server and like a lot of the foundational pieces just weren't they were very like uh you know like in-house built mm-hmm. um, and i personally just didn't feel very productive um so i was like you know i I kind of made this decision of like, I haven't been here for that long. And I feel like if I stay any longer, I'm going to be here for like, you know, two plus years. Cause I have like a track record for actually
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: like staying in places for a while. Um, so I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like I I could go, um, I could look for something where I can find myself being more productive. And thankfully I had a friend at Coinbase. I was like, yeah, like it's super chill here. And like, yeah, like the code base is great. Um, you know, like I mentioned, there's a lot of like uh, awesome like developer productivity uh, things that just make it easier for me as a you know individual contributor to actually contribute uh, those those features that that we're trying to build.
1: Got it. Cool. Um, well, let's um, maybe transition over into kind of the coding portion of this call. So I think maybe, um, you could go ahead and share screen.
2: Um, cool. I believe that should be up on the screen.
1: Yep. Cool. Awesome. Um, so the problem that we're going to work on today, um, uh, uh, it involves, uh, strings. So, um, what you're going to be provided as input is, um, a dictionary of words, but it really just is an array of words, I guess. Um, And what we want to do is um, fill in two functions. So one function is going to be called um, setup, and it will take this input dictionary of words. Um, And a second function called is in picked, and it will take a word. And um, yeah, uh, th- it bas- this will basically return true if it was originally in the input dictionary, and it will return false otherwise. And the goal is to um, is to do as much work as possible in the setup uh, function to optimize um, our is in dict function.
2: Okay, so. I think I understand is indict. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because essentially that's you know, given a word, it's gonna return true or false, whether or not that's gonna be in one of the original input words. Mm-hmm. Um so could you explain setup a little more? Like um Yeah. What like why do I need setup?
1: So it's gonna basically give you the list of words. Um so Let's say we call setup, and then we call is in afterwards. Um, if we did this, this would return true. Um, and if we did this, it would return false.
2: Cool. So either
1: do you can either store some stuff in like a global variable. You can you can create a class if you prefer, Um, but essentially the setup function consumes the dictionary and remembers it in some format, and um, your isn't dict should reference that.
2: Um. Cool. I. I mean, I want to. I feel like I, I want to set this up as a class because it feels better to, like, encapsulate, like, a dictionary in a thing rather than have, like, this global uh, variable. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, let's, yeah, let's do this. And I guess, would it make sense to, like, would I be, should I be able to call setup later and, like, um, reinitialize the... The dictionary or, or is something like that like not necessary and the reason i ask i guess is because if we set it up as a class then um you know we could just pass instead of having a setup we could just pass the input uh to the class uh constructor
1: mm-hmm. and
2: initialize well, the dictionary that way that sounds fine okay let's do that then so we're gonna have a class that's called let's call a dictionary mm-hmm. um Wow, CoderPad not giving me uh, automatic brackets. Um,
1: <laughs> I think we might be able to.
2: Oh, it's all, it's all good. I can. <laughs> well, yeah, um, actually, it
1: already has. You're going you're gonna to have to just type in your own brackets. <laughs>
2: let's see. How close. There we go. Cool. All right. So, dictionary is going to have a const- uh, constructor. Um, and then it's going to have is in dict. That's going to be a word. And essentially, so it's something that I kind of like to do is just uh, like write how I would use a thing. Yeah. Um, so we want to say cat, car, and bar. Let's let's just say like test uh, is a new dictionary. With the words, and this is going to be an array, right? So cat, car, and bar. And then we want to test. Well, uh, oh, why don't we like console log is, test is in dict oh, cat, which should be true. And then how about uh, Don, <laughs> which should be false. So, um, I mean, I just want to reach for a set, I guess, here. Um, so, that's not the right syntax. There we go. Uh, so, words. Let's just say this. dict equals new set. Um, That's a words array, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that we have to spread it not totally sure about that but i think that is how we do it and then we can say return this dict includes word um yeah right now there's like maybe like three things that i would want to look look up on mdn but let's run it and see what happens includes is it has (laughs)
1: And never remember.
2: False, false. So it doesn't have Don. So let's say console log. Cool.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it did.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think this has to be.
1: I think... Yeah.
2: Cool. So we're going to remove the console log. And then, yeah, so cat is in the dictionary. Don is not. Um, I will say that I do feel like using a set is kind of like cheating since it includes, like, (laughs) isn't dict is essentially has and the dictionary is essentially a set.
1: Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to kind of change up the problem a little bit. So... um... Now, let's say that um, we're given this um, original um, uh, dictionary as is, but now when we're calling is in dict, we might have a wildcard character. So um, uh, as an example, um, you might have, and this isn't regex, so it's just the star just maps to one of an existing character um, so this would return true um, and i guess uh this would return false
2: cool so the the star can be any of one character at that place in the string right yep cool so, um, my first, so I kind of want to reach for sum, um, sum being like array.sum. And like, now I'm like, cool. Why did I use a set? Cause I don't know what methods a set has. Um,
1: you can totally look up, totally okay to look up syntax for anything that you need.
2: Cool. I mean, let's just, um, Let's do this. Uh, This, I guess, can become includes. Um, Cool, so that still works. So now what I actually want to do is return this dict sum. So what we want to know is does some dictionary word match the incoming word with wildcards? Mm-hmm. Um, you are right <laughs> that I could use a regex for this. We could create a dynamic regex where, uh, you know, like, let's just for fun. Um, I think we could say. Um. So const uh, template equals word. We're gonna replace that star with a dot, which is like the any keyword, and then we can say const regex equals new. regex template and then return
0: test
2: so we want the regex right start with that and end with that Not how that works there we go. Will this work? Uh, so cat should still be true. Don should still be false. Let's test that. True, false. Wow. That was... I wasn't confident. Not going to lie. Uh, so let's say star AT. So it should be true, true, false. True, true, false. Amazing. Um, let's do star a star True, true. That one should have, oh, because it needs to be global. So we're going to do, um, wow, can we use replace all? I didn't know that that was a thing. Oh my gosh, that works. Okay, cool. But kind of like... Uh, <laughs> Kind of like this said, it's like oh, you know, like the question is clearly asking if we can do this without a regex. So the yeah, I mean, do do you want to try to do this without using like a a dynamic regex? I think you're muted.
1: Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's yeah let's try something without regex in a bit. Um, but um, can you kind of? Um, uh, I guess break down what the kind of runtime and space complexity of both the constructor, I guess, in your case and the is function
2: um, yeah, so sum is going to be um, i mean the the constructor just you know sets it to be an array that that would be uh o one sure um but then sum would be o n since we have to iterate through every word in the um, words array. Mm -hmm. And then where I kind of like, where I guess just the answer is, I don't know is, uh, I actually have no idea what the time complexity for regular expressions is. Um, so I know that the sum is O N, but then, um, the fact that we're doing a regex inside, I'm sure like tweaks that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've actually, yeah, I've never looked into regex, uh,
1: I'm actually, not I'm sure somebody. either, but it, I'm sure it's related. It's it's still at the minimum bounded by like length of the words. I'm sure. Um, the okay, cool. So I guess thinking back to the original um, prompt, we actually still want to kind of try to do as much work as possible in the constructor um, to try to optimize is not it as much as possible. So if we can try to shift some of this work into the constructor, um, store it in however format we want to optimize for um, the isindict function.
2: Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, so I can just convert. Um, so let's see. We could do this. We could convert the array into an object where keys and values are the same. Um, and then, in is in dict. So let's pretend we did that, and we can do that real quick in just a second. But then it, uh, we can say like if this dict word um, guess does not equal undefined, then we can just return true, and that would actually, yeah, and that would be one in like the best case.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then, if it doesn't exist, then we can iterate and see do any of our keys um, match. And, and at that point, this would be uh, an object values. So, in order to do that, we would say const. Uh, let's, so
1: let's. Are you going to still keep the regex? Um,
2: we can revisit that. Okay. Um. yeah because I feel I mean I can think of a, another way of doing that although it might not be like amazing in terms of uh, time complexity but it would um, I guess yeah we can talk about like the solution and, and whether or not you want me to implement that in just a second uh, but we can say word map equals words array um, well, let's reduce that array into an object um, where you know we have the accumulator and the word. Then we can say accumulator word equals word. Return accumulator. Now instead of a word array, we have we we essentially turn this like cat car bar array into an object of. Key is cat, value is cat, key is car, value is var, or car, and then key is bar, value is bar.
1: And what did, what did uh, making that conversion do for us uh, from a runtime perspective?
2: Um, so, I mean, we do have to iterate through the array once, uh, but essentially we are only now iterating in the constructor rather than iterating in is in dict, which we would potentially be calling uh, multiple times. Um, so... So the value of that is that now, if the word does not have wildcards, we can look, um, and, and it is in the dictionary, we can automatically... Mm-hmm. Um, I got it. Yeah. And we could even go a, a step beyond that and say, like, if, uh, like, word... If the word does not include a wildcard, return false. Mm-hmm. And then we would only have to like do the more um, like the heavier operation if we are, if we do have to uh, match based on wild cards. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so how What's the kind of big O complexity of is in it now?
2: So, uh, well, it, it is, I would say it's almost like an overloaded function at this point. So like, it kind of depends. Uh, so like the complexity kind of depends on the argument. Where, um, yeah, like best case it's a one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to check if it, you know, if it has a wild card, that would be O N. And then if it does have a wild card, then it would be whatever the O N plus or times the regex, um, solution, like equals
1: so i guess um yeah is there any way that we can optimize this even for it for the case of a word being passed in as a wild card that contains a wild card?
2: let me think <laughs> yeah so my i guess the first thing that comes to mind is to like um I don't know why, like, just like like, uh, a tree, like, came to mind if we uh, if we represented the words as trees, could we do this in O and time?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you describe what you mean by tree?
2: Um. Yes. Let me let me think about this for just one second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So one yeah. thing that
1: I can uh, that uh, to help also is um if there's a if it would help if there's only one wild card character um per word. up to one i
0: guess <laughs> gotcha
2: hmm so i'm trying to think let's see can we i know that we can get this to o n but i'm not sure if we can it like is is o n the best case scenario here
1: um is when you say n do you mean n as in the number of words in the array
2: um, no, sorry, the number of letters in the incoming word.
1: mm-hmm. Um yeah,
2: okay, so how do we
1: Because right now r o of n is actually referring to the number of words. So maybe we should use different letters to denote this, but... Um, right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. K is in the length of the word, and then there's O of N, where N is the number of words in the dictionary. So reducing from N to K is a significant reduction.
2: Gotcha. So, yeah, like, how can we represent the setup words so that we can then actually only iterate through... Um, the individual letters in the incoming word
1: yeah and i'll say there's a there's a number of ways to do it um so um yeah there's uh you may not may or may not need to iterate through the letters in the word um there's definitely ways to do it that way but i would say you don't have to limit yourself to that
2: Um, I mean, (laughs) I almost, yeah, like, I feel like I, I, nothing is coming to mind. Um, if you, yeah, like.
1: Yes. So I guess thinking about, so let's imagine that the word only has, um, like the, this, a single star character. Um, right now we have a pretty. Pretty, uh, complex or like uh we're we're using regex to to match it um uh but if we're given just a single star character what are all the possible possible um words in the ori- original dictionary how many possible like words are there in the diction- in the original dictionary that it could possibly match
2: um for sorry, can you repeat the question?
1: Yeah, so let's say we're we're gi- given is in dict and we're given star at right. Like, how many possibilities are there, like for words in the original dictionary that uh, could one. Match this? There's one now, but let's we don't we don't know what words there are, right? So, like, if you were to check <laughs> words in the dictionary. Um, okay, cool. Um, like for example, this, this couldn't be, this word couldn't be uh bar, right? Like, cause the star character is here, not, not here. Right. So there's only a limited number of words that it could possibly be.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is not like a thing I've, uh, I guess, yeah, not a problem I thought of before. Um,
1: Yeah, no worries. So like, um, like this, for example, if this was a word like this, if this word existed in the dictionary, it would be a valid match.
2: Gotcha. So you just, yeah, you mean like how many, literally how many possible? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Then I guess 26.
1: Okay. So if you kind of had to check that, um, what would be, what would be the runtime kind of involved in, in doing that check manually?
2: So, in checking, if I had to check star at, how many possible? Um, I mean, yeah, is, is it twenty six? I guess.
1: Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah. What would be if you if you manually checked all twenty six of those uh, of those letters? Yeah. What would be what would be the runtime involved?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like this is a trick question, but I mean, it would be like, oh, 26, which we can almost like just say it's constant time. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. And it's, if it's still bounded by the, the length of the word K, but, um, but yeah, essentially, um, because it's a fixed number of, of checks. Um, but I guess like yeah to to kind of um push us further here um is there okay. anything i think I add-
2: think I see what you're getting at so i mean I think i'm not I'm not positive okay <laughs> um but would that mean that we can just it's not quite brute force, but just iterate through every potential word that for instance, star at could be yeah. and check that against our dictionary?
1: Yeah, um, that could, yeah, that's like one potential solution. Um, yeah, and I wanted to ask actually to to actually push push on this further. Is there a way that we can actually further optimize this such that we don't even need to loop through that? Like, is there a way that we can get something stored in our dictionary such that we ha- all we have to do is a very simple lookup?
2: Something stored in our dictionary.
1: Mm-hmm and thinking about like cat for example um thinking in the reverse like what are all the possible inputs that we could get in is indict that that would be a valid match for the word cat
2: um like star A T, C star t and ca star
1: mhm and can you use that use that in some way to try to shift as much work as possible into the constructor.
2: Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, it feels I could be wrong. Cause like, again, this is not a solution that I've necessarily like thought about before, but like it feels like a lot of work in the constructor. Cause we're essentially creating like a dictionary of every possible permutation um, for the wild cards,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but let's do it, whatever,
1: <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> so if we store um the wild yeah, store it that way, what's kind of the space runtime space complexity of each constructor and is a newt now
2: um, so it would be the length of the words array. And the word the yeah, like now it almost depends on the words array and the individual uh words in that array. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, like as you mentioned earlier, it, it'd be like oh like n times like k. Um but it does give us then oh one for is in dict. So cool. I mean I'm down, let's do it. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, so it's sweet. Um, so now we have our word. Um, essentially, our word map is going to not only store the word, but then also um, let's say word split um, for each. Letter and I. So let's think. I guess we don't, yeah, so we need a partial word is word, partial word at I is a star. And then act. and for what it's worth this doesn't need to be uh, the word it can just be true so now we're going to say act partial word equals true cool and then oops this will no longer work um Let's just verify that. Treat uh, false cannot assign to. Hmm. To read only property zero of string. Okay. Um, weird. I thought you could do that. Let's see. Oh, yeah, no, that's not gonna work. Wow, cool. now I'm gonna get tripped up on like literally modifying one word or uh, uh one uh character in a word um let's do you mind if I just like look up string on d n
1: totally fine. <laughs>
2: Is there like a replace character at?
1: Um,
2: Can we slice? Um, Cool. So we want essentially to say like... Um, I'm actually going to do this in console here. So we're going to say var word equals hello. Start and. actually want end to be i plus 1. Um, can you still see my screen?
1: Uh, I can, but you might have uh, made this window smaller to, to look up <laughs> resources.
2: Oh, gotcha. Here, let's see if I can do that again.
1: Oh, it looks better.
2: Cool. Is that working?
1: Yeah, looks good.
2: Um. So let's see. So I'm trying to figure out, let's see, I plus one. And let's just console log. Nice. Cool. So then we want const partial equals template string start, star, end, and does this work? True, true, undefined, undefined. So we actually want this to be... Or... There we go. Hey. Sweet.
1: Nice. Uh, got it to work. It's always a simple thing, <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe we can try one where with a like a valid wildcard input that actually should return false.
2: Um so
1: sure. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, yeah, looks good. Um and we don't have to code this version up, but I guess as a final twist to um, this problem, uh, how might you ad- adapt this um, algorithm to work if there were any number of wildcards that could come up in the isindict function?
2: Um, yes. So <laughs> I think that, you know, like building every permutation and storing that in our dictionary (laughs) just might be like, it might be a lot. Um, So if there were, if we had to support multiple wildcards, I'd probably go back not to like a regex necessarily, but just something that like iterates through the letters in the word And I guess the idea that I was playing around before was like, could we make like some sort of object Mm -hmm. like this? And like, honestly, like, I don't know if this would work or how I would go about like actually implementing it, but Mm -hmm. essentially like building like a character map of like the words and um, like, so I think the, the example like explains it better. But so for instance, um, It's like true or something or just, yeah, like some, you know, to actually have it be an object um, that is valid. But for instance, like cat and car could be combined into this object of like C, A, T, uh, you know, C is the first letter, A, is second, T is the third. What
1: happens when you get a wild card? How do you look it up?
2: Then you would have to just like, I guess, skip it and potentially look up the next character Mm-hmm. Like find the ones that have the next character in there um i feel like that might be i don't know if that would give us like an actual advantage in terms of time complexity um
1: if there's a lot of wild cards you will have to do like a lot of splits of potentially up to 26
2: um yeah no that's a really good point i mean yeah like is there is there eventually like a set of uh requirements where just like iterating through you know the words in the dictionary like character by character like eventually becomes more beneficial.
1: Yeah. So the one one thing that you can to build on top of what you were building with the object, you could actually have an explicit star character, which essentially is like very similar to what we did here um in, in storing in a in a dictionary or a set. Um, but instead of having just like Cat. you could also build up all the like versions where each each letter also has a star so that you can actually just step through um yeah that's like one thing that you can do but then also like building up the um the 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 dictionary um of all possibilities is obviously not probably something we would do in in practice but um for the purposes of this Exercise could also work because it's still O of one. Um, Look up. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, Yeah, I guess that was the that was the problem. Uh, Yeah. Would you Would you think of the the problem? (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's super interesting. I um, I don't know if I would have come to the conclusion of initializing the dictionary with the wildcard um Mm -hmm. on my own um i feel like yeah like the the trade-off there of building this potentially like very large object um up front versus and and getting that oh one lookup time in the dict function and you know just having the dict function have to do a little bit more iteration um yeah. For me, it's like, I I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah,
1: You're trying to optimize both.
2: <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, no, like once, once I, I mean, it obviously took me a second to understand like the, the solution that you were proposing. Um, but yeah, like once I got it, I was like, Oh yeah, of course we could do that. Uh, so that's, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely like keep that in mind whenever I'm doing like, um, stream manipulation stuff in the future. Um, yeah, fun fact at Albert, I worked on a text editor like quite a lot. So I, and that was very like regex based. So I always Uh, just You were really fast
1: implementing regex. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) usually, like people don't try to do that because they assume the syntax is going to trip them up too much. (laughs) Um, Um, But you just like busted it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, worked on a text editor for a very long time. Um, But I mean, mean. so that solution too. You know, I would have eventually, like, if if I didn't know regex, I I would have just iterated through each character and been like, you know, does any word have? uh you know like a, does it start with a c at this index or um but like the time complexity there would be like absolutely garbage um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah cuz
2: we we'd essentially be like iterating through every word in the in the setup array
1: yeah yes yeah. yeah
0: yeah how did it go
1: i think it went um pretty well um um i have lots of comments though should i like um yeah should I just go through them? Yeah, I was typing up some things I wanted to say afterwards, but um, yeah, to me it was very clear that um, you know Dan was very fluent and comfortable in JavaScript, which is just a really good sign. Like um, he used pretty like JavaScripty ways of of structuring his code, which um, you know, like I feel like when I interview some some really junior people, it's like um, I feel like the you know, I I see like standard for loops and, and, and like just more verbose code. And so, um, the code was really fast and fluent. And to me, that was, um, probably the thing that would make me, um, lean towards yes, because like clearly this person knows how to, uh, write code in production. So I think, um, a few kind of comments and you want me to do this here and not like later. Yeah. I'll
0: show them the comment and you guys can talk afterwards.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think, um, to start from the very beginning, um, there's, uh, in the behavioral section, I think, um, I actually probably would have gone typically pushed more in a, in a real interview, but I did want to focus as much as possible on the coding portion. Um, I think that, um, I think one of the points I wanted to make is anytime, like there's like really short periods of like employment, like you're always going to be asked about it. It's not a problem, um, but you're going to need to explain. Um, and I felt like the explanation was slightly negative. Um, and I always think that you should try to frame kind of what you wanted out of the next position rather than what you didn't want from the current position. Like you can always make the exact same statement more in the positive um, sense. Um, but I don't talking about was- Glass store? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Right, like instead of saying, oh, I didn't like this about uh, Glassdoor, um, saying like I was looking for a code base that did more X um, instead of like I wanted to get away from code base that did Y. Um, So that's like I think just a very easy shift to you can always restate anything that's negative to the positive by doing that. Um, But I don't think it was extreme. So totally fine. Just a little note. Um, I think during the uh, coding portion, I felt like overall, one of the weaker points of the interview was actually just actually going into code quite quickly. Um, so there wasn't a ton of like um, collaboration and um, and questions ahead of like each, each segment where we coded. I felt like every time I presented something, it went to code pretty quickly, which meant that I didn't have, I wasn't able to kind of guide directionally like it because he just started coding right away so a couple examples are um there's like some things where they like um kind of ed- edge cases weren't clarified for example like with string questions like asking about case sensitivities. like um one that's that's good like do you consider like capital cat <laughs> the same word right things like that um and kind of aligning on approach before going to code for example with the regex thing it's like um you know, It might take a few minutes. Um, the, the good thing is he did it really, really fast. So I actually don't think it hurt him at all. And in fact, it was impressive. I was like, wow, you actually got it done. Because normally I might have advised like, oh, let's not, we don't need to go down that route. But then uh, how quickly he did it was actually ended up being impressive. So um, I think maybe more aligning more questions could have been helpful. Um, and in general, like this particular question, one of the reasons I like it is actually, there's just like a lot of different optimizations that you can make. And there's a lot of analysis that we can have in conversation that's outside of code. So, um, and then, um, I wanted to point out one particular kind of segment of the interview, which was, um, the, the, I think an inevitable trough that every good interview I think has, which is when you're totally lost, um, and how you handle that, I think, is one of the most important, uh, like, behavioral, like, pieces, performance-wise, that you can have. And um, I think Dan did pretty well there, but um, I think I think it, it was kind of, like, neutral, maybe, well, <laughs> um, like, I think there was slight frustration, and like, okay, I haven't seen this type of problem before, um, and, yeah, I think that, um, I think just going into every interview kind of like with the expectation, like I'm going to be in a moment where I have no idea what to do um, and just be ready to like, kind of like have a positive attitude working through it rather than um, like, Hey, I don't, I don't know. Um, But again, I actually don't think it was extreme overall. I would have gone. Yes. In this interview um, uh, these were just some minor flags and then the impressiveness of just the execution speed and, 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 uh, kind of cleanness of the code uh, generally um, kind of clearly puts this in a yes bucket for me.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, that was a lot of of really good feedback. Um, I know Dan personally is going to really appreciate that. uh, So I definitely (laughs) want to talk afterwards. Yeah, that's all awesome. Well,
1: I guess I'll maybe see this after. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: (laughs) yeah, he'll see it for sure. (laughs) Um, So this is kind of like a mock position for a fake company, right? And it was a a practice interview for more of a a senior level position, correct?
1: I I suppose, yeah. (laughs) That was what I was thinking in my head, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I guess, you know, from Dan's performance and how he did with the interview, um, what kind of and what level of positions do you feel like he would be qualified for in this company?
1: So um, I would say that coding interviews, it's really hard to... Place people into seniority buckets based on the coding interview. If I was doing that, or if I wanted to do that, I would would definitely have to push a lot more on the behavioral portion of the interview. Um, So there's certain types of interviews where, like, the expectation is is more split. Um, This was primarily an algo interview, which usually is like maybe 80 to 90 percent like just coding. Um, Very light questions. But I think there's some interviews where it's like, you know, 20 to 30 percent maybe behavioral and we get more in depth in a particular project. Um, So and I think more senior people that like will will face that more. Um, The other thing is um, system design interviews are better at judging seniority, I think, than just the coding. Um, But I would say that Based on like the resume alone, <laughs> but then also kind of like the fluency of the code and how like clean the code was like, t- like gives me indications that this person s- seems to have worked in like a high quality code bases before and is really like s- solid. So, yeah, I would I would say there's not a lot of signal on like seniority. Um, uh, but, you know, I would say that this this passes the bar for um, like a seniorish level coding only interview. And I would rely on other interviews in the loop for other skills important to senior engineers.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much, Sophie. Uh, okay. I'm going to toss you out and bring okay. him in. Stick around for a little bit if you can, and we'll bring you back in.
1: Will do. All um, right.
0: How's it going, Dan? Heyo, can you hear me? I can, loud and clear. Cool. So how'd it go? Um, so I think... I think that,
2: um, since here, I'll say this, when I, when I can actually like accomplish a task in any way, shape or form, be it like brute force or most optimal, I tend to feel pretty good. So, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like I did a, a fine job. Um, especially given that, you know, we were definitely trying to like, um, do a task and like the, I guess, like the bar for like most optimal being like, oh, one for this type of problem just seems like, you know, high and one that I didn't like necessarily get to without help. But like the fact that like we were able to proceed through the interview and kind of like knock out some of those uh, initial requirements. um, Yeah. Gave me like a pretty good. Yeah. I feel, I feel good. Um, I think it's funny. Cause like once, um, you know, like there was that moment where, uh, Sophie was kind of explaining or like almost like leading me to that, uh, most optimal solution. And it was like hard to, um, like sh- she clearly like knew what she was talking about. And she, you know, like she had this idea in mind for like a way to do this and like what ultimately ends up being like, um, Oh one, which is awesome. Um, but for me it was like, Oh man, like what's she trying to say? Like I, I, <laughs> I uh, you know, it took me a second to get there, but yeah, like once, once we got there, then I was like, oh, cool. I understand what you're saying. And that's, what's really funny about stuff like this. Cause like, it's like the concept is the hard part. Like writing the code is, I mean, yeah, at this point it's been, yeah, I've been doing this for, I've been writing JavaScript for long enough where it's like, I can translate the concept into code, but if I don't know the concept, well, I'm going to struggle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I felt really good about it. Um, yeah. And I was just actually thinking of just like, oh, what other ways can we do this? Um, and yeah, I, I feel like I, I thought of an interesting one. I'm, I might ask Sophie what she thinks later.
0: OK, that sounds good. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did struggle a little bit. I knew she would be the person to challenge you. I, I knew she'd be perfect for it. And, you know, a lot comes out in an interview and just even like how you handle the situation, even just, you know, working with her to be able to figure out the optimal solution that she's aiming for and how you go about it. Uh, It's really interesting to see that um, because a lot of people struggle with that concept. I think a lot of people are going to love to, you know, watch you work through that. Um, But what are like what's one main thing that you can improve looking back at your interview?
2: Um. So let me think. I mean, I think I kind of hinted at this towards the very end when Sophie asked uh how it went, but I i have like, you know, you tend to fall back to the tools that you're familiar with. Um, so to be honest, I don't know if I would have come to the um, you know, dynamically building a dictionary with wildcards included. Um Because, like, that's just a concept that I haven't, like, thought of. So I think just, like, trying to broaden the scope of potential solutions for stuff like this um, would be helpful for me. Because it's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you don't know what you don't know. Um, And now I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, like, you know, this solution makes sense. I can probably, like, you know, I'm likely never going to have to solve this exact problem in the future. But one similar to it might come up. And, you know, if performance, uh, is, you know, super paramount, then yeah, maybe like doing a lot of upfront work so that you can get those, uh, that imp- improved performance down the line might be like a, g- a good way to think about things. And I feel like this definitely like taught me that. Cause like, even with the original question, you know, like my mind was immediately like, why do I need a setup function? Like we can, we can literally just Take the array do a do an includes or whatever, but like yeah, like maybe o n isn't the best uh solution, like maybe there's an actual like benefit in in having this be like o one, you know um, but yeah, no I, th- I think yeah, that was like probably my biggest takeaway,
0: okay, all right, um and I'm gonna share the feedback that she shared as well, um like I said, it was fun to watch, so. Uh, I guess one more question for you going through this interview, what impression do you feel like this interviewer gave about the company that she's recruiting for?
2: Um, so, I mean, if I was interviewing for a like front end position, um, I think that this might be like, you know, not the most ideal just because like, this is not very like front end related and it's very like, it's super algo heavy, but that said, Um, I think that this kind of question to me, like suggests that they're looking for people who have like a very strong understanding of, um, like fundamentals. Um, and it's definitely, I mean, it, it, not going to lie. It was a super interesting, challenging problem. Um, so like I had fun with it. Um, also the general, I guess the general format I enjoyed, um, it was very like, You know collaborative um which you know made me think that like the person that's actually interviewing me is also like you know highly technical which is always appreciated um yeah i think yeah if i had any feedback it did seem like we were i guess like striving towards a specific solution and it was maybe like more difficult to like i didn't i didn't know that Up front, and maybe would have rather like you know been told that a little bit more explicitly um
0: but i mean overall i think i had a a really positive experience that's the end of the interview if you liked it please consider liking the video it really helps boost the video and the algorithm and i really appreciate sophie and dan for doing this it's really hard to do something like this on camera in front of thousands of people so you know Props to both of them. But, uh, you know, Sophie uh, is the CEO of Formation. And, you know, what they focus on is helping early software engineers prepare for kind of like mid to senior level roles and technical interviews, Um, especially harder to get into companies like Google, Lyft, etc. So, you know, if you feel like you need that extra prep, feel free to check out Formation. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it isn't. But check them out. Uh, But either way. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and link their socials in the description below. At the very least, I'm probably going to link their LinkedIn so you can connect to them there. Let them know what you think. But more importantly, uh, we're probably all going to be checking out the comments. So please leave a comment. Let us know what you think of it. And if you want to see more mock interviews like this, let me know as well. Thanks for watching, everyone. And I will see you in the next podcast episode.